to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 233 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Oh, man, hope you all had a fantastic weekend, all that good stuff. Um, I, I mentioned it last week. Manscaped will be back for uh, what looks to be a three-month sponsorship starting in April. Very, very excited about that. Uh, can't wait to do some new reads for them. They're sending me some new stuff, so look forward to talking about those guys here again in a couple weeks. Oh, man, well, I mean, the weekend, it was great. The weather was beautiful up here in Metro Detroit. Uh, if you guys listened to the Thursday bonus show with Dustin Albino from Jayski, which I hope you did, uh, you heard me talk about the fact that it was snowing and, on, on opening day here in Metro Detroit. And, you know, 72 hours later, it was 75 degrees and sunny and, and had some family over Sunday and was able to chill outside and all that kind of good stuff. So it, it, it is absolutely crazy. The um, 180 that Midwest weather will have. Uh, I, I won't uh, just say Metro Detroit, but Midwest weather can be crazy sometimes. That's for sure. Uh, man, what an opening day it was, too. I had a lot of crazy games out there. Uh, Miguel Cabrera hitting a home run in a, a blizzard flurry. That was pretty fun to see and all that good stuff. Um, speaking of last week's shows, hope you enjoyed both shows. Uh, Tuesday's show last week, NASCAR uh, and Grant Enfinger were on, and then Dustin on Thursday for some bonus content so if you haven't checked out episode 232 and 231 from last week uh you know there hasn't been any racing so that material isn't dated yet so definitely go check that out um I'm kind of rolling through the the intro here just because of what's coming up tonight uh, to uh, you could maybe call them long winded guests, especially the last one that's going to be on tonight. Uh, you've probably seen it uh, or have seen it on Twitter. A uh, little different format tonight since there really isn't any racing to talk about. Uh, no lucky dog picks, no race recaps. Uh, we'll have Newdorf on for some fan uh, for some weather and, and a fantasy segment. But uh, so, you know, what are we going to fill the time with? So I thought tonight would be a great night to just kick back, have some fun. And what better way to do that than have two of NASCAR's favorite parody Twitter accounts on NASCAR Chasm and the Orange Cone. Uh, Kaz is going to kick things off in just a minute, and we will close the show with the Orange Cone. So you are definitely going to want to stick around for everything tonight. Um after Cass, have some social media shout-outs, get Nudorf on. Uh, I did look. There is a voicemail on the Waver on Hotline, so I will play that, even though there's not a lucky dog and, and lap down thing. Uh, and then we'll have some fantasy, which would usually close it out. But instead, we will have the orange cone close things out. So uh, without uh, any further delay, let's get NASCAR Chasm back on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his seventh appearance on the show. He has been a supporter from the show from the beginning. He's your one-stop shop for fake driver techs on NASCAR.com. He always has the best memes, and he just officiated the fifth annual Peeps 400. Welcome back to the show, NASCAR Chasm. Kaz, what's up, I'm, brother? 
I'm proud to be seven time now. Yes, that's right. You, you know, it's time. like, yeah, the one thing me and Jimmy have in common. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yep. Uh, and you, you hold this. There's no, there's a couple with six and there's a couple with a few more, but yeah, you are the lone seventh appearance on the show at the moment. So absolutely. It's yes. a good round number. I like it. Uh, it's excellent, man. Yeah. So what's been up to man? How you been? It's been a minute since uh seen you talk to you all that good stuff. <laughs> uh yeah no we're uh we're doing well i'm like i'm liking the start of the season and everything uh i uh just uh i got the vaccine so i'm happy about that um i just melted a bunch of peeps in the microwave yes. and uh, didn't didn't get divorced so i mean i'd say <laughs> i'd say every, everything is uh is pretty rock solid that's five years in a row i've been pushing it still no papers right. so uh well, so yeah that's funny because you know like uh, you know i think we all have that one thing it's like man i can't believe my wife hasn't you know divorced me because of x and yes. did you ever think that that was going to be your reason as to you know, yeah i'm melting yeah. peeps in a microwave and i'm waiting for paperwork <laughs> well you know i mean in hindsight i was being 2020 i would have like written it into my own vows at right. the time but uh but you know she'll uh she'll walk in after a hard day at work and inhale be like Oh God! It's the thing with the peeps, isn't it? And I'm like, yes, it is. It is. You know, it's yes. funny. You the you, you've you seem to come on the show around around the same time every year, which is uh, kind of ironic now. So now it's just going to have to be a thing that you oh, come yeah. on around uh, the the peeps uh, 400. Uh, it's it's the fifth time you've done that. It's the fifth year of the show, uh, mm-hmm. and I believe you've had five different winners for the peeps fi- uh, 400, if I'm correct. Uh, yes, I believe so. Uh, I know for a fact we've had Clint Boyer. Uh, I believe we've had Martin Truex Jr. Uh, this year it was William Byron. I forget the previous two years. Uh, uh, I forget like the first two because I'm an old. Right. And um, I, I'm my, you know, my, I have a limited bandwidth up here in the head now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. Now, you know, if we ever have a repeat winner, uh, then yeah, that'll be pretty amazing. That, but yes. uh, yeah, but this year it was uh, pretty close between Blaney and Byron. But uh, side yeah, by Byron, side. Yeah, Byron just pulled it out there, man. It was uh, it was pretty incredible. Uh, I, I love the I love the 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 dedication to that. You know, you had uh, the the uh, Barney the Flagman, Peep Man, and the Check yes. the Flag giveaway all worked in. If you haven't uh, watched this year's Peep Four Hundred, uh, Chasm's tweeted it out. Go to NASCAR's YouTube page. It, it's there. It's a great uh, six minutes. Even though they ran seven minutes, so uh, walk us through the seven minutes of action while you were standing there, you know, just watching in the microwave. Uh, a lot of it was holding my own head in my hands, to be honest. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I'm going to I'm going to save the viewers from seven minutes of this crap. Uh, we're just going to, you know, edit it. Uh, all that happens is they, you know, kind of sort of, uh, you know, they pucker up, they bloat, they expand, uh, they pop. That's when we get a smoker and uh, they turn, uh, you know, once the uh, the microwaves hit the sugar, it kind of sort of turns out like a caramely brown color. And once you take them out, then everything hardens. And so it's just this it's this hard plate of goo and um, I gotta you know throw it. you immediately have to soak it because because uh, yeah. Brandon these these are crate and barrel man uh, you know I don't we don't uh, I I don't like uh, like to skimp on the racing surface right, man you right. know oh, I, and we I added some good quality dirt down there this year oh, oh you bet we did you yes. bet we did it was uh, it was it was pretty involved but uh, you know again the uh, if if 
I don't even want to watch seven minutes of it. So I'm just going to, you know, we'll just shorten it and get to the sweet part. Yes. I love it, man. That's hysterical. Yeah. I love it. Um, yep. I, and, and you, we worked in Larry McReynolds and all that this year. It was great. Guys, oh, yeah. go, go check it out. That's, that's for sure. Uh, speaking of dirt and, and all that, what did you, what, what was your thoughts on Bristol, man? Um, I was a big fan of it. Obviously, no one likes rain, uh, Brandon. Uh, no one, no one, no one who is living. If you're, if you're a plant, if you're a tree, if you're grass, uh, maybe you love it. But um, with all the uh, kind of sort of belly aching that was going on on Twitter, you know, the, the general sentiment, uh, at least in this household, was when this kicks off, man, it's uh, absolutely going to rip, and uh, it, it certainly did. You know, for and uh, you know, I'm I'm totally for anything new, and uh, you know, went into it with kind of a uh, let's let's wait and see here how it goes and then you know after that first practice session i was basically i really wish i was there um you know i wish i had to uh you know pick dirt out of weird body parts i wish <laughs> i was there to experience uh, absolutely all of it and i'd say my favorite part and um you know which it, it, it's, it's it sounds like such a uh, i believe the word is schadenfreude the uh, the act of uh taking pleasure from, from someone else's anguish but you know <laughs> Do you remember when uh, they announced it? Um, you know, one of the uh, uh, tropes coming out of it was, "Oh, well, there's uh, there's Bell and Larson. There's a win for them." Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then, like, close. Yeah. And once that happened, you can, boy, you could like probably hear the cheers coming from biggest biggest sports books immediately. It's like Absolutely. everyone probably. Everyone probably wagered on Bell and Larson. And then, you know, suddenly it's a, well, who's going to win? Is it apparently seasoned dirt racer Martin Truex Jr.? Uh, yeah. Daniel um, Suarez with his, you know, yes. 30 laps of practice the week before. Like, yeah, it was, you know, it was fantastic. It's the, you you don't know what's going to happen factor. And, um, you know, it, in, in the, uh, I, I guess, kind of sort of the vein of, uh, you know, 20, 20, 2021 continuing to be weird. Did you think at the start, you'd say, well, Chris uh, Christopher Bell is going to wreck out at about lap 50, but don't worry, he will already be in the playoffs because of his road course prowess. Right, yeah, no, 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 no. no it's no. <laughs> not at all. No. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I like uh, throwing the, uh, Throwing the curveball in, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was, I tell you, you know when, you know I, I had high hopes for the trucks and and the trucks delivered, and you know I was you know I didn't I just I didn't know you know there was nothing to compare mm -hmm. it to you know so what are we yeah. gonna get I don't know and I was so pleasantly surprised and happy that it, it it was it was quality and and it was entertaining and mm -hmm. you know they've they, you know i i love that they announced during the broadcast that they were going to go back and mm -hmm. i'm glad they're going back you know bristol deserves you know the opportunity to reward all those hard workers to to you know fix some kinks and and get it right mm -hmm. and hopefully get more fans and you know the the thing for me is is you know, I know people went and and wanted to go and to say, hey, I was at that event, right? The first yeah. anything, you know, and for me, I wanted to go to it. And mm -hmm. but I have yet to go to the Bristol night race. And that has to be my first experience at Bristol is the Bristol night race. So I really yeah. hope that I can make that work in September so that mm -hmm. I can go next year. Because uh, as, as I was talking with Dustin Albino from jski.com on Thursday, and it was like, is this the new Pocono hot ticket that's going to be the build and the talk of the town for for the next year? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, who really knows? All I know is the uh, 
like you know like i said it's i'm like i want all that dirt landing on me i want to be down there as close as possible i want to be i want to be seeing this i want to be there right now i was painfully jealous uh we uh we we were on vacation i actually uh we deliberately ended the uh, vacation at a time that i could be home to catch all of this so uh yeah who who knows yeah i I might be uh doing that next year also excellent well i mean hopefully we see each other before then but uh oh yeah i mean that's that's that that's there then hopefully um Mm -hmm. seven for seven different winners man with with some big names still out there that uh, we expect and just assume that are going to pick up a victory. I mean, we would have said that about Kyle Bush and you know yeah. last year, and look how long it, it took him to just sneak one in there. But um, you know, you know, are we going to hit sixteen, seventeen? Maybe not, but it's it's still fun to be able just to have that as part of the discussion that yes. we're seven races in. Uh, you know, what what what's your thoughts and, and where you at on that? Uh, again, it goes back to the uh, kind of like the bristle dirt aspect where it's you never know exactly what's going to happen. And, you know, I'm uh, one of the things that I'm careful to do, Brandon, is never declare myself to be uh, smart. Now, I do that. I do that enough with my own actions, let alone my words. I always do that. But one of the things, you know, I always do is never go on Twitter and be like, oh, you know exactly what's going to happen. Right. You know, right. right. You know, every, everyone who thought that uh, probably Hamlin or Harvick would just pick up from the domination at the end of, you know, the 2020 domination and just it would kick, you know, right. Right back into gear uh well hey here's michael mcdowell for you here's here's christopher bell for you here's you know larson william byron and you know yeah sure and i know daytona has uh from time to time produced a surprise winner your uh your trevor baines or what have you but it seems to keep happening and that's what i'm loving it's uh we you know for michael mcdowell and christopher bell to be the first people in the playoffs, you know, and, and, and not having to worry. That's a, that's pretty surreal. (laughs) And, you know, there's absolutely, uh, you know, nothing more. I would, nothing I would enjoy more than for this kind of trend to continue. If, uh, you know, suddenly we get, if, if Suarez notches a win, uh, if somehow Corey LaJoy notches a win, then we're getting down to crunch time before the playoffs. And if all these big names are suddenly like, we're desperate, man. Right. You know, uh, that's, uh, I mean, that, that would be a heck of a lot of fun. You know, I, now I was thinking like last year, now obviously 2020 is a giant anomaly, um, yeah. because of myriad factors, but the, the, I, if I'm um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first thing that happened there, uh, I'd say the first surprise whatever was maybe Cole Custer at Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah the first unexpected, yeah. you know, the first unexpected one. And, um, now granted, Joey Logano is insanely good. He's not a surprise winner usually, but I would call him a surprise winner there uh, because yeah. who knew, you know? So I, I'd say he, uh, he can definitely get lumped into the lumped into the surprise winner um, group right there. But uh, you know I mean? Did you think JGR would be like, okay, Christopher Bell will be the first one in. Right. You know, and, <laughs> you and, know. And if you had asked me to pick, you know, uh, uh, you know or, order the three Penske drivers and who's going to get their first win, I would have had it the exact opposite. Like I would have had yes. Brad, Joey, and then Blaney and it's Blaney, Joey, and now we're still waiting on Brad. Like I would have lost that yeah. pretty, pretty, exactly. pretty strongly. <laughs> exactly. You know? The whole, uh, yeah, the whole, oh, I know what's going to happen. Remember 
remember Atlanta, everybody knew. I mean, Kyle Larson was just going to run away with Atlanta. Of course. Yes. Of yes. course. Yes. You know, and uh, yeah, totally. Of course. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, like you mentioned, you know, Kevin Harvick and, and Denny Hamlin, you know, Har- SHR struggling, you know, they're, yep. you know, but you got to assume that they're going to, or you would like to assume that, hey, they're going to figure something out and, and they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, there's no way that organization is going to be content with, you know, where they're at in the standings wise, they're going to get up into the mix and, yes. you know, with the extra road courses, the short tracks, um, you know, like you, you mentioned some names that could go out there and steal one and, and really make things interesting as we get to that last regular season race at Daytona, which, yeah. you know, who knows what unpredictability uh, could that that could provide for us? So it's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's fun. To, it's fun to talk about that that we're in that situation. You know, to mm-hmm. Kevin Harvick nine wins last year. You know, he could have won all the first seven races. You know, and and mm-hmm. we're, you know we're we're you know getting pissed off and and complaining about lack of parity and all that. And and you know we got the exact opposite right now. Yeah, exactly. Here it is, man. Here here it all is for you. Now, uh, you know, I mean, I do feel get terrible for guys like Chase Briscoe who are having, you know, uh, old Truexy kind of luck. But uh, I, I will go on record as saying that if Kevin Harvick does not win a race before the playoffs, um, I will I will eat the coagulated muck out of the drip tray from my George Foreman grill. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, we, we've had the, the, the NASCAR chasm Joey Logano will get a win. Is this yes. the first public knowledge of this on the lap traffic podcast? Uh, yeah. And, um, wow. you know, like, and so, uh, and like, is it, you know, and if it doesn't happen, I will just um, ask you to take down this podcast. It's, uh, it's very, very simple. It's so really can, very simple. I can use it as, as teaser material to get ears on it this week and then just mm-hmm. lead it down the road and be good to go. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> like, what, what are you, what, what are you talking about? I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) That's fantastic. I love that. Yes. Yes. Breaking breaking material. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Breaking. Kazma makes a promise that he'll probably not follow through on. Yeah, that's how you can that's how you can advertise it. People know me now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's great. So what's uh, I, I, uh, you, you got a race that is on the schedule to get to? Like, you got one coming up that you're going to try or? Uh, yeah, actually, the, we've already been to Homestead. I uh, went to Homestead this year and that was a lot of fun. That's like, you know, the first race I've been to in Lord. No, I, oh, gosh, gosh. Lord Almighty, you know, well over a year. Uh, I not, you know, didn't we didn't go to Indy last year um, uh, because of protocols and everything like that. Sure. But we happened to be in Florida around the time of the Homestead race, and so we thought, what the heck? Let's, uh, you know, let's let's get some tickets and uh, just see what we can do. And um, yeah, I'm probably didn't do this, but uh, Homestead did a wonderful job uh, spacing out the crowds in the stands. Uh, you know, they were very well spaced out. Uh, you never felt unsafe or anything like that. They had awesome. people walking around holding signs saying, put your mask on. It was a very, very well managed event. And, you know, that's kind of what I was, you know, uh, hoping for initially. And, um, you know, we saw Willie B win by about, you know, I've always said there reaches a certain point with the lead where you got to stop doing it in car links and you got to pick a larger vehicle. <laughs> and like I said, William Byron won by about a cruise ship. That's great. There, He just, <laughs> de- he just decimated them. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so that was a lot of fun. And then I actually just booked 
the trip out to Circuit of the Americas in awesome. late May. We're going to be uh, going to be out there. We on our recent vacation. Uh, when uh, down to Costa Rica, we had to connect in Houston, but we got rerouted to Austin because of weather, blah, blah, blah. Uh, when we took off from Austin, we actually circled over the track and I was looking down. It's like, that looks pretty amazing. Yeah, we're going to do that. That's and so, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be, uh, be out there. I'm really, really excited about that to see what that produces. That's awesome. So, all right. So you yep. mentioned uh, Homestead, you know, got some tickets. So you, you, you know, you went the, the fan route, so to speak there. What, um, you know, talk a little bit about you know the you know as as much change from a, a day to day or or you know weekend to weekend at a track for you specifically from a, a COVID and and you know how you do in the work and all that stuff or no? Uh, not I mean to be honest, not really. The way I see it or what I tell people is I was non essential before non essential was the thing. <laughs> uh, I really really was. You know, now granted, like there were t- you know. I, I, I would, uh, uh, you know, obviously you'd prefer to be you know, in the media center with you know, a bunch of other media members uh, or uh, observing from the garage, but understandably so, that just can't happen right sure. now. It's, yep. it's safe, and um, there are a billion people who should be in the media center other than me before, uh, right, before yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so um, and so uh, yeah, it, it's I, I highly recommend it. It's fun to just be in the stands to run the concession stand during. That's uh, that was the first time that I was really like, oh wow, these stage breaks are really helpful because right. it's just you know, <laughs> yeah. oh man, you know that's uh, yeah, that Mountain Dew is uh, about ready to. Uh, I was like, oh sweet, you know, twenty more laps until the stage break. Rock on, you know. It uh, so I really got to experience the benefit of the stage break. Uh, it was a perfect day out there in Homestead. It was uh, it was relaxing. It was wonderful and just kind of kind of cathartic. Like the the first semblance of wow, I kind of sort of feel like it's a little bit getting back to normal now not entirely right no I but agree. a little bit absolutely but uh and i'm and i'm uh you know for the foreseeable future i'm not going to ask anybody like hey can i get in the infield hey can i get in the, can i get right, media yeah. credentials for that yeah no i do not need to be there yeah no i hear you <laughs> yes yeah. you know and it honestly some of the tracks that are on my list are, are ones that you know i i for the first time you almost want to do it from a fan perspective and, and yeah, exactly. you know, be a, you know, Bristol night race. Yeah. I, I want to be out there, you know, in a turn mm-hmm. or, you know, and, and see that from the fan perspective and, and yes. get the sound, get the feel, get the smell, get all of that. You know, oh yeah. Do and, that. And, do and that go from there. You know, I'm Actually, all, that's, all about it. That's the same thing I'm doing at Coda. You know, I got me a, a ticket, one of the turns, but I want to walk around and see what's going on. You know, that's a, uh, I, I forget the lake, the three plus mile track, you know, there's, there's different viewing areas and I want to, I want to walk take around and take it in. Yep. You know, you kind of, you kind of know what happens in the garage anyways, right. yep. you've been there. So, uh, let, you know, let's go see the, uh, see the track, see what they, uh, what they got brewing here. Uh, you know, I'll, uh, um, yeah, just, you know, kind of sort of take, take in all the in. sites. It's, it's a new track, you know, let's, uh, let's do it right. Absolutely. I'm with you there. 100%. Yeah. Um, all right, man, listen, so, uh, the orange cone is going to be on later tonight and, uh-huh. uh, you know, you guys have done some joint shows with me in the past and all that. What, what, what's something I should just throw at cone question, con- you know, what, what should I just throw his way that he would know is coming from Cass? Oh boy! Now here's the problem with that, uh, uh, Brandon. Uh, the inside jokes we have are <laughs> not for public consumption. They really aren't. So what I'm going to tell you to do is uh, uh, tell him uh, hello. I I, uh, I wish him well, and that I really wish we could uh, I could give you uh, 
uh, a little in, you know, one of the ingredients of one of our inside jokes to pass along that only he would know. But, um, but uh, yeah, we're just going to play it safe. Fair just enough. give him a, a heart, a hearty. Hi, how you do? Kind Absolutely. of sort of thing. Well, and speaking yes. of hearty, hi, how you do's, Brian Newdorf told me to tell you hello as well when I told him oh. you were going to be on. So excellent my yes. man brian yes, yes. uh the, the, totally who uh absolutely wonderful human being despite horrible choice of university uh <laughs> absolutely wonder and and you know what and you know what, brandon you and i can agree on that can't we yes oh we can absolutely agree on okay that. thanks 100%. exactly 100 uh, percent. okay good I, speaking of that uh you know michigan uh crapped the bed against ucla ucla and uh put mm-hmm. on a great game uh this past saturday night who do you got in a big one tonight man uh, you know what? I am. Uh, I'm. I'm feeling Gonzaga really. Uh, okay. Just because uh, they have G- Gonzaga does this wonderful thing. I, I kind of sort of. They're kind of sort of like the new Duke, where they are. They produce the most skilled, talented, hateable players. <laughs> it's they just. I'm just like God. I, I hate that guy because of the way he looks. I hate the headband. I hate the mustache. I hate everything. And then. They go out there and decimate you. So I, I, you know, I respect that. You know, it's like a whole team of Leitners and Bobby Hurleys, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I absolutely respect that. And um, you know, I, I um, this was the first year I actually did not fill out a bracket because because uh, uh, I was away. So it's kind of it's it's kind of actually enhanced or uh added a uh more it's been a more peaceful viewing experience when you do not have the bracket (laughs) filled out it's just like oh you know what this this guy hits a a buzzer beater against uh, ucla in overtime okay you know it's not in you know it doesn't uh uh result in you you know like shredding your your printed bracket there in front of your own children you know it's like yeah that that that, that part gets left out yeah that part absolutely gets uh uh gets gets left out that's awesome well Matt, what's uh any 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 fun things coming up that you want to tease or you know anything coming up down the pipe uh yeah um i mean we're always uh uh punching out the content um i worked uh I worked up something I was kind of proud of, and I actually I needed the a uh, little bit of the help of uh, Steve Lavender for this. But uh, thing coming up this week, uh, Brandon, I, I produced, I designed, I created, and uh, it's going to be a gallery entitled "The Paint Scheme That Everyone Will Like." Awesome. Now, I mean, paint scheme people are very, very particular and critical of paint schemes. Yes. Whenever they're, I mean, it's it's uh, it's, it's a new a thing. thing. Paint schemes, you know, paint schemes are art, uh, and people are very, uh, um, you know, passionate about their art. So I, I kind of sort of noticed, hey, here's what people like, here's what they don't. And so what I have done is I have used data, I have used uh, anecdotal evidence, and I have designed the paint scheme everybody will like. That's all right. Can, can you tease the number on the car for that? That's going to come. There, up? there is, there is not a number There's on no the number. car. Okay, fair enough. No, right, exactly. Because you right. know why? You don't want because then that would create bias. Yes, because yeah. people would uh, associate a number with the driver they like or right. They don't. And so, so we eliminate we know, we eliminate that element. So you eliminated manufacturer as well. I would assume. Uh, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I just use the template, but, but seriously, it's, yeah, uh, that's awesome, um, man, I'm excited. Yeah. So, so, so that'll be, uh, that'll be coming up. I'm, I'm very, very excited. Now, when I say that, uh, it's actually more possible that everyone will hate it. Well, Hey, but, I mean, um, like I said, there's a, there's a lot of science involved, a lot of thought, uh, a lot of preparation and care. I was, uh, you know, I was, I was basically Picasso in front of a blank canvas. Uh, this, this is my Sistine chapel. That's awesome. Even though that wasn't Picasso. So do, I know, do we need to get this to 
to Lionel to create like a limited edition diecast? Like- uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm still working on. I'm still working with Lionel. I want to get a diecast Pete for William Byron made, but we'll see. Uh, they're, uh, <laughs> you know, they're 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 on the long list of people who don't call back. Right. right <laughs> That's great, man. I yes. Uh, yep. Listen, where can everybody follow you at on social media if they don't already? Uh, yeah, we are at NASCAR chasm on Twitter and, uh, at NASCAR chasm underscore on Instagram. And the reason why is because I signed up with the regular handle and then I completely forgot the username and password. Oh, so man. it is on Instagram. It is at NASCAR chasm underscore. Excellent. And, uh, yeah. And that, that, yeah, only if you want, it's mostly vacation photos. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Well, man, listen, it was great to catch up with you. Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on to the show, having some fun. Look forward to catching up with you down the road, uh, whether on the phone or at the track, man. It's uh, yeah, yeah it's, it sounds good. It's, it, it feels, uh, man, it, it feels like green flag on normal. It's a little bit away, but I feel like it's approaching. Yes. You know, so, uh, so yeah, that, that's what I keep telling myself. Green flag on normal is. Like I said, we, we, we don't have the time just yet, but I, I feel like we're getting there. I'm with you 100%, man. Listen, great yep. to catch up with you. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and, and we'll catch you soon. All right. Take care, Brandon. Yeah, Thanks we'll for having you. me on. Oh, Lap Traffic Nation. How great is NASCAR Chasm? Uh, always just so much fun to talk to. And we got a new bet out there made by chasm oh that's awesome that's definitely making me teaser clip tonight that's for sure uh let's see here well all right no no racing to recap obviously can't wait to uh talk a little martinsville uh next week's show and all that good stuff trucks unfortunately aren't back and until richmond so we got an extra week to wait for those guys um we'll get some uh follower questions and all that good stuff too after martinsville see where you guys are at into the season and and go from there so uh i guess it's it's uh time to do a little uh social media everybody make sure you check out the website the lap traffic podcast.com facebook the lap traffic podcast youtube the lap traffic podcast tiktok twitch instagram twitter all at lap traffic pc if you've made it this far into the show please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to five stars of course uh giveaway man uh getting there Finally, it's been a minute, but we're getting there. Uh, home stretch, less than 150 away from giving away the Clint Boyer diecast and lap traffic swag. Uh, so let's get those retweets. Let's get to 5,500. Give that away so that I can get this off the desk and into your hands. Some lucky follower is going to get it. Uh, and speaking of followers, some new follower shout outs. Jeff Murkowski at the underscore NASCAR Jeff. Big wrestling fan, NASCAR fan. Uh, he's a butcher and a baker. I mean, I love all those things. I, lo- I love to you know mess around with some meat on the smoker i mean i'm not a baker Lindsay is but uh nascar wrestling wrestlemania coming right up man uh you should probably check out thursday show dustin and i talked a little wrestling there for a minute uh gage o'leary at nascar underscore o Eric Jones, a Michigan fan. Go blue, man. Hell yeah. Uh, Justin Steen or Stein. Every time I see that word, all I can think of is uh, my cousin Vinny when they're sitting there and the the they, they introduce uh, – the, the guys and it's steen he called me stein it's steen uh so i hope i got it right there uh justin's at sports underscore bubble one from la shr fan and hey man thank you for your service moonhead at its moonhead uh messes around hangs out with uh Kligerman, landon castle over there on the e-racer series great to have you on man uh easy speak 
at Easy Speak Cast, a uh, Michigan podcast talking sports, beer, barbecue. Uh, yes to all. Let's let's do it, man. Um, and of course, if you guys want uh, a free koozie and some stickers, all you got to do is fill out the contact page on the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, and I will send one out to you for free. All right. That's uh, that's the social media there. Uh, let's get Mr. Brian Newdorf on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather. He's back to give me some shenanigans and, and to mock me hysterically for for putting away the snowblower. It's Mr. Brian Newdorf. Sir, good evening. How are you? That's on you. That is 100% on you. No, what made it worse is you went after me. <laughs> I added at you. you. Yeah, you added at me. I mean, at this point, you might as well have just sent me a screen grab. I mean, those people actually are like my savior compared to what you were. <laughs> because we we talked the last time I was on the air. You're like, oh, yeah, it's 70. I can put it away. I'm like, don't. I'm like, be you're warned. Yes. And then you come at me like it's somehow my fault. I warned you. <laughs> Well, the, so the good thing was, the good thing was that it was, the, the ground was so warm that it it, I, it didn't stick to that. But the best thing, I don't know if you saw it, did you see a picture of the Tigers uh, Indians home opener game? Yes, I mean, snow? I saw, I, I yes, oh, I saw man. some of that. Yeah, I, I mean, that was actually kind of cool, uh, just because I wasn't down there freezing my ass off. But uh, it was fun to see. And I mean, I, I love to poke fun at myself. And so that was a great opportunity to do but I'm not. I'm gonna say I was. I was very disappointed in you for you know. And, and you went after me. You could have gone at least gone after Aaron. I mean, I swear. Why? Why? Why was? Why was it my fault? I at least. I mean, I warned you. I was the one at least said. I said don't. You know, I said be careful. Yes. I said, and, and then you come and then you blame me of all things. That's that was the part. I'm surprised I didn't ban you. I should I should just ban you. That's what I should block you. I'm gonna tell. What, what, do you have a, do you have competition? I want to know so I can tweet there and say follow those people. Uh, I'm, hey, I mean it's there's a lot of us out there, so I'm sure there's some. I, I mean I know. If you're, if, by the way, if you're a competitive, if you're a competing, uh, if you're a competing podcast and you want people to follow you, just ask me and I will say, follow them, not lap traffic. I will just <laughs> go on the, I will do that now. That's great. I love it. That's, that's great. I love and it. by the way, this is my last time on this show. So uh, it was good. Everybody. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Oh, nonsense. Nonsense. Oh, all right, man. Yeah, well, where can you get, where can you get free labor? I mean, I feel like I'm paying you to be on this thing. It's, uh, I, I mean, there are a few people I owe some checks to you, uh, Aaron Striegel, no. uh, you know, <laughs> no, with the abuse, I, with the abuse I give you, you don't owe me anything. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. Where do you want to start? You want to start with Bristol or Michigan's, uh, horrible lackluster performance against UCLA? You know what? I, I, I feel like I haven't, first of all, we lost in North Texas. I feel like I really don't have any room to to, to blast you uh, for uh, you know the, the whole. I mean, the only the only thing for the Big Ten looking like crap is it makes IU season look even worse. Okay, I mean, right. if Big Ten sucked that bad, why couldn't with all that talent IU do any better? So you know, at the end of the day, I, I walk away. Um, and at least our team was young and wasn't even supposed to make the tournament. So I take I walk away with that, but. No, I'm not going to give you uh, – I'm not going to – I jokingly said, only because you 
like I said, the only reason I went after Michigan was because you threw me under the snow bus. I okay, the, the, the Zamboni. Yes, I did. I did. Ah, uh, man, I tell you, that game was. Uh, uh, you know, I had such high hopes. Even when they were down, I'm like, they're going to come back. You know, they're second-half team. They're, they're going to drain UCLA a little bit. And they did. But, man, when you go down the stretch for the last, I don't know, three, four minutes of the game, and, and you miss eight gimmies, basically. They miss layups. They miss jumpers. They missed open threes. And the defense, you know, it wasn't like UCLA was scoring either. You know, they, it was a one to two point game. And, uh, you know, and, and they just couldn't get it done. So, you know, props props to UCLA for, for taking advantage. And, plus, and, plus I, I look at it this way. Michigan gave us maybe the best NCAA game. When I say Michigan, they not by them playing, but for the fact that by losing – we got the UCLA Gonzaga game. I mean, I I expected that to be a high scoring game. I didn't expect what was it ninety two or ninety four uh, a piece. Well, I'm not talking at, at the about the I'm not talking. But I'm not talking about the fact that it was a high scoring game. I'm talking about the fact that you know the thrilling, the lead changes, the last, the amazing last, you know, you know, end of the game winner, you know, from nearly half court, you know. Oh yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm I with mean. You. I mean, yeah, if Michigan had been there, they would have lost by, you know, a lot of points. So, you know, yes, no, and, and I'm curious what we're going to get tonight. Who do, who do you got tonight? I think at this point, OK, I'm cheering. I'm cheering for the Zags because anything that can take, can take away um, IU being the last school to go undefeated uh, to win a national championship would be just great for me. So that's where I'm at. Oh, so, so you are the uh, Miami Dolphins of the 80s to the NFL Football League then. Yeah, I mean, anything that I mean, listen, I, I um, and this is a rivalry thing, you know, yes, it'd be like, no, you know, you know, so, you know, if it was Ohio State and, you know, they were going to be unthrown potentially by somebody, you'd be like, oh, yeah, go, go, I go. Would. So I would. I absolutely would. Not even going to hide that fact. Uh, I let's... mean, at this point, I give, but at this point, I mean, I don't know. I'm not my my son early on. He loves to follow the, the, the NCAA tournament. Didn't like Gonzaga because he felt like they were overrated. But the fact I that they've too. been here and the way they, but the way they've gotten here and the way they're doing it, and they're in the national championship game undefeated. Let's just still hope. Let's just hope they don't pull like New England, okay, and then yeah. lose to you know the, the Giants. Uh, yeah. See, no, see I, I was no. able to get I was able to get one more dig in. See, see what I did there? I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> I love your segues. All right, let's let's talk a little Bristol. Uh, what what did you think of uh, Bristol Dirt? Because we haven't talked to you since, and that's been our last race. So, what'd you think? Of yeah. I, well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If anybody followed me on Twitter, I was kind of making fun of it. I mean, I was making fun of the fact that you know all the dust and everything like that. Um, you know, I, I, I sent pictures out of haboobs and stuff like that, the dust storms and stuff. And I, I love the one where I said, you know, live look from front row, you know? So, uh, <laughs> and I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I I'm, I'm kind of indifferent, you know, and maybe I didn't wow me like I was hoping it would, it wasn't like, and I think the reaction is general from what I saw on Twitter, at least during the race, uh, it was generally mixed. In fact, I had somebody go, it's great. And then like five minutes later when they went single file and all the dust started not blocking people's view, uh, <laughs> it was like, oh, this is crap. You yeah. know, so yeah. I mean, it, it, it literally I watched fans flip in the middle of the race, let alone, you know, so I think my takeaway is I want to see it again, you know, uh, but I, and I think you t mentioned this on your you mentioned this last week about the slipping and sliding. I think what's what people want to see more of. Yep. Um, but 
I don't know. It's it's it's, it's kind of weird. I I would have liked, you know, I think I think something would have been fun is if you're going to do a dirt style, like do it like a dirt style, like have heats, people qualifying for different things and just really well, that, mix it up. That you're was gonna the do goal. It. That was that they were going to do that. And then Mother Nature canceled all that. They were supposed to run heat races for the truck series like guys were going to get sent home. Uh, you know, they, they had over a full field show up for the trucks, you know, so and they were going to do that for cup, too. You know, so it was that was the goal. So hopefully we get to have that next year. Um, I will say that, uh, you know, first time right so all right we saw what happened you know i i didn't think i was gonna go from my you know all right let's just see to oh my god this is great it was enjoyable it was entertaining and i'm excited for them to work some kinks out uh as they go back and do it a second time and i am curious what we get next next year hopefully uh mother nature cooperates and and we can run it as planned with you know everything going our way because i think i think i think if you had a smaller field out there too well i mean uh, yeah i mean that that's uh would be problematic with uh the charter system and all that kind of stuff but oh uh, i mean but i mean but i mean but but instead of like you know you did heats and then or even turn the stages into heats or something i don't know um and then you know at the end you have the mad dash for the win and stuff like that i mean everybody can participate but if they don't get it they don't get it you know i'm just you know you just work it out that way if that makes any sense maybe yeah. it doesn't well they did flip the stages around which was nice the first two stages were longer and the third stage was shorter which i have been a big big advocate of that since they announced the whole stage format yeah. i never could grasp why the third stage was always the longer stage when you're trying to create more exciting drama, you know, stuff like why wouldn't you have your mm-hmm. first two stages be longer and your third stage be shorter? But I digress. I've gone down on that path a lot over 200. No, 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 no. Episodes, so <laughs> that's fine. Hey, and you're entitled. It's your show. You can cry if you want to. Right? Um, that's true. Uh, well man it it is early so i know you like to give that disclaimer here because we are recording this uh for on monday for the tuesday night show here but uh what is the early outlook for friday night saturday night as we go to the paperclip this weekend speaking of speaking of liking segues uh i really do like this one because i really appreciate this segue because it's not it's not great okay because we got friday night and saturday night yeah and um we got rain chances at or above, you know, we've got decent above average uh, precipitation chances, both Friday nights and Saturday night. Now, the key thing here is going to be we've got a couple of systems moving through and maybe a couple of fronts moving through. And, and like anything, it's going to come down to timing uh, and location. So on a Monday. But as of right now, I would say odds are somewhere between let's. Odds of racing, if I had if, – if this was the next day, I would definitely say it doesn't look promising, but I'm not going to call rain washout. But let's say you're – I mean if this is – if you're making plans, knowing what I know now, if, I, if this was me looking ahead and I saw this stuff and I'd be like, okay, maybe I need to start thinking of uh, plan – you know, maybe I need to add Monday just in case that I can you know cancel out or whatever. Maybe start thinking now and start working things around if you want to kind of go uh, on Monday. I'm not saying it's a washout. Um, I don't ever like to call a washout at all. I mean, 
I don't think we were necessarily wanting to wash out. I mean, and again, um, if you noticed uh, on Bristol weekend, I never even gave an odds of racing because there were so many unknowns with regards to uh, the dirt and what they were going to do and how it was going to play. And I definitely think it was more of a fan safety with everything flooding around the track and at the track, sure. uh, which is what did it in. But, um, you know, it, it is not optimistic. I'm going to try to be cautiously because, again, I know – uh, so much can change. In fact, I still go back to the, the the Monday night Daytona race. Everything looked great up until Wednesday night. And then Wednesday night, that's when the forecast took its big change. So that's why I typically, when I give out a forecast, wait until Wednesday to put out the information because of that aspect. So just so the fans know, we are doing this on Monday. Um, a lot can and could and more likely will change. It could go worse. It could get better. But as of right now, Friday night and Saturday night, Rain is a potential possibility, so that needs to be uh, accounted for. For possible, not I shouldn't say Monday, Sunday. Sorry, I keep thinking a Saturday, a Sunday night race, uh, but or Sunday race. But since it's Saturday, uh, you may want to think of ahead to Sunday, which at least that's better than a, a Monday situation. Again, I'm going to say odds of racing at this point is somewhere about 65 percent. I wanted to go 75, but the way things look, I'm going to say 65 as of Monday. You know, and and probably because of the fact that I'm seeing this so far out, I'd rather err on the side of caution. You know, and and you'll learn with between Aaron and I. If you've listened to the show enough, uh, and you've followed us long enough, you know that we tend to hope we prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Uh, and we've also learned that fans are a lot more forgiving if uh, we say rain and it doesn't rain uh, than you know saying oh it's going to be great and then you know it doesn't. I mean we we you Unless know the, it's the a road thing, course. Unless it's a road course and then it never rains. Um, so, you know, I mean, but the bottom line, um, just prepare and you're, you're getting first warning. You're getting first. Uh, if you are going and, you you know, you can plan a hand to plan ahead to Sunday, possibly never have never hurts to have it in your back pocket just in case. I hope I'm wrong. But I mean, you know, Aaron and I pride ourselves on accuracy, but we also pride ourselves on being accurate, but truthful. Sure. And, you know, um, it's not promising on Monday, but that could mean by Wednesday uh, that could be completely different. And I'm hope so. I hope so. So, but I'm telling you like it is from what I see right now. And I looked at, I, I quickly looked at things before uh, getting on here uh, to get the latest information. So yeah, there's, there's chances of rain. It doesn't mean it's a slam dunk. I don't see anything that looks like, you know, Bristol uh, where it was just hours and hours of unindated, you know, rain and flooding. So that's the good news. And I don't see snow. Uh, that's another good news. Absolutely. Cause we've had that at Martinsville yeah. uh, and Bristol. So um but Michigan, you know, at this point, you've jinxed yourself. So I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if you get frogs, okay? <laughs> uh, fair enough. Well, Lap Traffic Nation, uh, great reason to go follow uh, Brian, if you don't already, at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with uh, Aaron Studwell at Race Weather to get up-to-date forecasting as we get closer to race weekend. Sir, and, and, who's great... also, and, who's, and who's also not responsible for it snowing in Michigan, That's apparently. True so story. only me. That's a true story, yes. All uh, <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, it was great to catch up with you. We'll catch you in a couple weeks, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds like a plan. All right. We'll see you. Well, Lab Traffic Nation, great to catch up with Brian Newdorf. All right. Normally, this is where the Lucky Dog segment would be. And uh, before the show, I just thought, what the hell? I should check the, uh, the, the messages and see if there's any there, even though it was an off week. And lo and behold, there is. You know who it is. It's the voice of the Wave Around Hotline. What's going on, Lap Traffic Nation? Voice of the Waver on Hotline calling in pre-Martinsville. The best track in NASCAR, arguably. I can argue some other ones. I'm excited for some short track racing. 
really don't have much to lap down a lucky dog since I didn't see any racing last week because of because of Easter. But I'm excited to get back short track racing. Maybe we'll get our race different winner. Early lucky dog of the season. It's going to be Kyle Larson for really performing a lot better than I think we thought we were going to on the long layoff that he had. Self-inflicted, obviously. But uh, that just shows that these guys are kind of good at driving race cars, and they know what to do. Early lap down, Matt Benedetto. That guy needs to win, or he is not only not going to make the playoffs, but is not going to be in a top-tier ride next year if he don't win. Bonus, lucky dog, is going to be the guy that threw at Carlos Correa on opening day for baseball. Shame he didn't hit him since he's a dirty cheater. And the fan that threw the inflatable garbage can, uh, the Angels fan, that person deserves uh, free season tickets for life. So uh, if you're a Red Sox fan, and especially now for me, an Astros fan, you're a lap down forever. Go Yankees. <laughs> Mr. Andrew Kansi with the preview for Martinsville. I didn't even set up a preview for Martinsville, but I'm gonna going to here in a couple of minutes with Live Traffic Fantasy. I love that. Yes, cannot wait. More short tracks racing. And look at you doing the the early season, uh, you know, early bold ass predictions there, you know. Uh, I mean, Larson, obviously, Matt DiBenedetto, man, uh, you know, he too got to get that win. You know, I had such high hopes and that, you know, second year in, not having to worry about a contract year after year that he was going to really step it up and that team would step it up. And they still can. It's early, um, but definitely expected a little stronger showing. You know, granted, it's been some unique uh, formats, uh, you know, with, you know, obviously Daytona can be Daytona. The road course right off the bat with that. You know, then Bristol Dirt. I mean, you know, so it's been some unique uh, tracks out there. But uh, hopefully the uh, Matt Benetetto team can can up their game for sure. All right. Let's keep things rolling. Uh, can't wait to have a full Lucky Dog lap down, full wave around hotline and all that next week after Martinsville. Um, all right. Let's get things rolling. Normally we'd be closing it out with a little lap traffic fantasy. But no, there will be more. But wait, there's more. After the fantasy segment, this thing will close out with who knows what will happen with the orange cone. That one has not been recorded yet. That will be recorded, and then we will wrap and post. So uh, cannot wait to talk to the orange cone here in uh, just a little bit. But right now, like I said, it's, it's time for some lap traffic fantasy. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, it's time for a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Check the website out if you need to see who you still have left for Segment 1. It's only six cup races to go in Segment 1, and we're going to declare a winner and, and reset everything again. Right now, though, I am very excited to have uh, our week-high winner from the Bristol Dart Race. You can I know you've seen him on Twitter. He's the host of the uh, EG3 podcast. It's Eddie Greer. Eddie, what's going on, man? Brandon, what's going on, man? I'm doing all right. How about you? Oh, doing good, man. Great to have you back on the show. It's been a minute. Uh, Man, (laughs) listen, what'd you think of Bristol, man? I know it's been a week without any racing there, but what'd you think of it, man? Bristol was pretty wild. Yeah, I did not... I did not get to see uh, the see it live because of work, but I got over the weekend had a chance to catch back up and watch on the DVR. And man, there was some that was some good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, Bristol Dirt, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, I'm Ooh. with you. I'm with you. I'm excited for next year. Like, let's do it again. Let's get some kinks fixed and uh, 
Let's let's slide around the dirt again. Why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yes, yes, why not? All right, Matt. Well, listen, uh, let's recap some points here. Um, so I, uh, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of the league doubled down with Larson or Bell, a combo of the, of that. Some doubled down on both Larson for both races, and, mm-hmm. and they struck out big time and uh <laughs> you and i both avoided falling trap of the larson bell or vice versa whatever it may be however uh i did not pick the correct uh drivers you did uh which is awesome with the league high for the week of uh, 79 points there uh with your picks of briscoe and stenhouse man stenhouse that was that was yeah. one hell of a pick there man yep. um i had matt crafton austin dillon crafton did pretty good i expected a lot more out of austin dillon than what we got but hey that's all right picked up a little ground there so uh yeah man what'd you think uh, you know what went into your picks for uh bristol dirt yeah i i I figured a lot of people would uh have a combination of either larson bell or i didn't know that some people would double down to be honest on kyle larson or christopher bell and i usually go the different route usually sometimes to try to get in a little ground so sometimes it doesn't work but luckily well sometimes it sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but somehow got got a little lucky on my side and worked out and i'm i'm surprised that a lot of people didn't pick stenhouse than i looked then originally so i just went went outside the bubble a little bit and figured hey you know stenhouse has been a pretty been a pretty good track for him on the pavement so he's pretty good on dirt and just went with my gut feeling and Luckily, it turned out. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So that's the thing, you know. Now, you know, it's not just the strategy of who does well at what track. I mean, you can get as deep into your thought process with your picks in this league because you can go and see, you know, how many people have taken Denny Hamlin, for example, coming up this week at Martinsville. You know, a lot of people have used Denny Hamlin. So did you save him purposely for this? Uh, or maybe you go and look and you're like, oh, man, maybe I was going to use Chase. Maybe there's a lot of people got chase left, you know, so there's strategy in, in reviewing uh, the trends of who's taken who already in the league on the website. So um, it's uh, it's now with six to go in segment one. I'm, I'm really curious to see the strategy. That's that's for sure. Yeah, and I've, I'm already used to answer the question. I already used Hamlin earlier at Homestead. So but I still have a lot of. Uh, a lot of other guys left substitutes <laughs> excellent excellent all right man well i'm going to re-hit the top 10 here for everybody uh currently in first with 689 points is fred leclerc in second with 667 is jess rose in third with 631 is henry fletcher in fourth with 626 is jeff beaven in fifth with 621 is michael mason in sixth with 620 is david mullins in seventh with 614 is michael elliott Two-way tie for eighth with C.J. Wolliver and Carson Haglin with 611. Two-way tie for ninth with John Etwinsel and Stephen Florence uh, with 610. And Pete Curvin wraps out the top 10 with 608. Uh, you know, outside of the top two, man, there's there's really a lot of ground to be had and made up. Uh, so it's still anybody's game. Like I said, things reset. Uh, we got Brian Newdorf, Carson Haglin, Eddie, my man, you're at the top of the bonus points board. Uh, you got two bonus points, and there's a bunch of guys that've got one bonus point. So, nicely done there, sir. Let's see if you can keep the uh, the streak up. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. What do you say? You ready? Uh, you ready to make some picks? Let's do it. Let's make some picks. All right. Lap Traffic Fantasy. We are headed to the paperclip for some Saturday night short track racing. Denny Hamlin might be one of the favorites based on the uh, pure number of grandfather clocks in his possession with seven. Now, the question is, who are the other favorites? Martin Truex Jr. will be one of the favorites as he's gone on a tear at the short tracks as of late. Uh, he also has picked up two in a row with the uh, fall 19 and June 2020 race last year. And what about our current NASCAR champ, Chase Elliott? He'll be one of the favorites as he picked up the win last November to send him to the Final Four. Now, if you don't have Hamlin, Truex, or Chase available, maybe you're looking at Kurt Busch. He's got three top tens in a row. Maybe you've got one of the Penske drivers still available. All have three back-to-back top fives who takes home the grandfather clock who picks up some spots in the league we'll find out this weekend but first it's time for our picks eddie start with you no truck race this week who is your pick for the xfinity race i for the xfinity series race i'm gonna go roll with the hot hand he won uh the last time the xfinity series raced in atlanta he finished runner last year's race. I'm going to roll with uh, Justin Allgaier here. Justin Allgaier, solid pick there. Uh, I am I am hoping that I can bring some luck to Noah Gregson, which probably will not happen. <laughs> but we'll, we're going to go with Noah Gregson for the uh, Xfinity race. And uh, the cup race, Saturday night, who do you got? Well, uh, I'm going to go with a guy that has not won yet. Two of his teammates already won this year. Uh, Logano won last, two weeks ago. I'm going to go with the two car, Keselowski. I think he's going to get a good run and be right there in contention for the win. Who would have thought that it'd be Brad Keselowski that hasn't won of the Penske drivers? Isn't yeah. That crazy? Crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, man. Well, I have saved my Chase Elliott picks for Martinsville, so I am rolling with the nine and Chase Elliott to win back-to-back or at least score a lot of points. I don't care if he wins. He could finish <laughs> He could finish second in both stages and second in the race, and I'd be really happy with that point stay for uh, for the Laugh Traffic Fantasy. Uh, Eddie, man, thanks for calling in. Give some plugs. Tell everybody where they can keep up with you on social media and find uh, your podcast. That is right. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Eddie underscore uh, 3G or G3, somewhere in there, something like that. You, you, know, you know it's where you can find me. And uh did my podcast, did a new episode last week. Plan on doing another one this week. As usual, you can find me on the podcast, the three wide NASCAR podcast, EG3. You can find that wherever you listen to your podcast, like you listen to, to the lap traffic podcast as well as some others as well so we got one dialed up ready to go well i gotta record it uh on thursday usually so that's been coming out usually on the weekends usually on saturdays so but i think this episode will be coming out on friday so be out and look out for that but yeah that's what i got going on so yeah you can find me there you can find me on twitter so yep looking forward to to the double header in prime time this weekend Yes, man. Two night races. I'll take that all day, man. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Yes, sir. All right, man. Great to catch up with you. Look forward to talking to you soon, man. Take care. Yeah, take it easy, Brandon. We'll see you. Oh, Lab Traffic Nation, great to catch up with Eddie there. Make sure you check out his podcast, his content, all great stuff. And, all right, there's, there's no exit music. No, 
because we are not done yet. Uh, we're, we're at the hour mark almost, and it's time to get the orange cone on the line. Uh, who knows how long it's going to go? Who knows what might get said? Uh, it can always, always get a little interesting with the orange cone. So uh, let's not waste any more time because we'll waste plenty of it ourselves. Let's get the orange cone on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his 17th appearance on the show. Famous for some incredible tweet-ups, fantastic fan <laughs> interaction, everyone's favorite inanimate object, and he's been around since the beginning. It's the Orange Cone, brother. What's up, man? How are you? What's happening, B-Crowd? Same old, man. Same old. Glad to have you back. Um Man, so much to do, so much to talk about, and we don't even have really racing to recap, but we just haven't caught up in a minute. So uh, I'm right. excited and to. Right, and I've uh, got to follow NASCAR Chasm. Is that the story today? Yes, Kaz was yeah. on earlier. So, so, so Chasm's my opening act. That doesn't happen too often. <laughs> That's right. We got the headliner. You're officially closing it out. Normally, the fantasy segment closes it out. Everything's done. Uh, as soon as we get done, I just have to download this and upload it. So. So yes, you are Man. the uh, the feature. The yeah, feature. he hasn't warmed up for me in probably <laughs> nine years. Oh, that's great! <laughs> I asked him. I go, uh, I go. What should I ask Cone? And he goes, "Man, there's just too many innuendos and inside jokes that just aren't appropriate." Uh, right. So he told me to just give you a big hearty hello. All right, and a big hearty thank you back yes. to him. We had so much fun back in the day. Um, you know, whenever someone, you know, wants to talk about, you know, what what Twitter has meant to me over the years or anything like that, you know, the, the friendships that I made with guys like him uh, and folks like you and, of course, Andrew Sherwin, and, uh, you know, that's, to me, what this is all about. Absolutely. I mean, and for those who don't know, NASCAR Chasm and his wife, Jeannie, uh, just two of the n just genuinely nicest and funniest people you will ever meet in, in your life. And, um, you know, we, we have shared so many laughs. And, you know, it was, you know, back when I was a lot more active on social media, particularly during the races, you know, we would live tweet the races, you know, yeah. and, and there were a lot of times where we would come up with the exact same joke at the exact same time. It's like, <laughs> oh, sorry, you know, and, uh, you know, but it's, um, I told him the first time I ever met him, I was like, dude, you are, first of all, you're way funnier than me. And, and you are, you are going to make so much money doing this. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, just, just wait, just wait. Just wait. Just and, wait. And, 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 you know, people will ask me, you know, hey, do you get jealous of, uh, you know, how many followers he has? And I'm like, well, first of all, I, I don't even know because that, that doesn't matter to me sure. at this point. But um, I, I'm not at all surprised. I mean, he truly is just genuinely a, a comedic genius. He, yeah. he just, he away. sees it. And it's not just racing. He sees anything yes. and makes it funny. He yeah. is just, he is just a, a truly humorous person. And, and he's on top of that, he's a good person. And, and any, any of the success that he, he has is, is so well earned and I'm proud of him and uh, happy to call him a friend. And uh, yeah, I'm, I am usually the warm up act for him these days. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, not on the live traffic podcast, you know, and it's All funny because right. you guys have both have been big supporters from the, from the very beginning. And uh, 
no, it, it, I mean, this just felt like the perfect time. Like, you know, no racing. Like, let's have some fun. Let's throw the format out the window this week and, uh, you know, mix in some stuff. But uh, just kick back with uh, two awesome uh, two awesome guys, awesome parody accounts, and, and all that good stuff. So Yeah, that time at, at Eldora still. Uh, oh, that, that, that still lives just, yeah. in infamy. That's, that's for right. sure. That will uh, live in infamy. What uh, what's how's the crazy Italian lady? How the kids? How's the house? Uh, the crazy Italian lady is is wonderful. We awesome. had a, a really nice discussion yesterday about The Walking Dead, and uh, my my interpretation is that show sucks. Uh, <laughs> zombies are stupid. I hate watching it. Um, never seen it. It, it. Yeah, I wish I could say the same. It's like those <laughs> these are hours of my life. I'll never, never get, get back. back. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't understand. Like I've never understood zombies at all like just as a as a for anything okay so they're dead but they're <laughs> but hungry they're, right. and they have to eat and they have to eat you i don't get it right no, like, I'm if, if they're dead they don't need to eat anything <laughs> it's just it's just annoying and i'm like well why don't they you know what like they're they can't drive anywhere because there's no gas well why did they i mean why did they stop producing all of the things that they need to defeat the zombies i don't get it it's just dumb and and of course she's really sad that there's only an episode or two left and i'm like oh my god i just can't wait they're uh <laughs> it was, be done with us it was what last week the week before i saw you post something on facebook like you were i don't know you asked her a question or something and i mean that she just oh no no that she tried to get me to eat her banana bread so here's this is the story behind the banana bread brandon she she made banana bread without a recipe okay well she had a recipe she just didn't read it she didn't put in half the ingredients and then she gives it to me and i look took one look at it and i'm like this looks like it's not even cooked And I took one bite of it and I said, I am done. This is horrible. I don't want to eat another bite of this. And then, then you saw the, the discussion. And of course she loses her mind and slapping her hands together and telling me to pay attention. Like, this is my life every day. You guys, this this is, this is every day. Never ending. (laughs) Right. But no, we, we have a great time. She, uh, also is, uh, something that happened to my to my life as a result of twitter and um you know i i'm i'm very lucky to have her she's uh she's my favorite person in the world and um you know it's it's not too often i think that um you know people you know find their true soulmate and and i'm very happy to find her that's awesome man yeah very very happy to have her and the house is coming good lots of improvements kitchen looks good Sitting on the back deck, enjoying a nice quiet night. Um, you know, I think most of the big projects are done. We're going to have a big, you know, housewarming party uh, coming up in September. We'll have a little cookout, watch the Bristol Night Race, and you know, celebrate with some family and friends. And it should be good. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, the Italian lady, she texted me the other day and asked about doing this in person. Uh, and I was like, you know, 
that yes, that needs to happen. Uh, Absolutely. And, and this is, you know, your 17th. So I think what we need to do is like just find some random reasons to get you on two more times. <laughs> and then we, you know, 20, I mean, you were the first guest ever on the show. Uh, you know, so the 20th appearance needs to be big. Uh, and you deserve your own full show for that 20th appearance. Sure. So let's. Uh, you know, hell, there's a golf course a half mile from the house. Let's maybe we can it. get Yunkers up here. You know, maybe yeah. we can make a thing of this and uh, we'd love and, to and do have it. some fun. So we'll, we'd uh, love to do it. We we've been looking for an excuse to come up and visit with you and Lindsay anyhow. So yes, yeah, that would be great. Uh, That'd be great. Um, well, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll, uh, hell, I don't care if it's the next two weeks in a row and then we plan something for the 20th, but, uh, and <laughs> hell, maybe, that. yeah, let's, let's, I think things can, uh, I think that can happen. I think it'll be a good time. So, um, yeah. let's, uh, let, let's, let's do a little race and talk here. Uh, let's start sure. with this. Uh, I mean, tweet ups, are we going to have any tweet ups this summer at some tracks? Oh, like, man. is that a possibility? You know, I know with limit, you know, limited fans and, and distancing and all that kind of stuff that you know a tweet up might be frowned upon maybe i don't know see i think excuse me here i'm i've been up all day um and you're boring me brandon um <laughs> but no um i think as we get through the course of the summer and and we start seeing the vaccination numbers uh are are continually climbing and that is a great great thing and it's very encouraging i, I think once we get reach a certain point we're going to start seeing a lot of things that we miss out of our quote normal life coming back and i think you know we're going to start seeing fans back at the racetrack in, in bigger numbers and and i can't wait you know i mean anybody who has hung around with me at the racetrack knows uh you know i'm, I'm all about talking to people i'm all about you know having fun and and having you know the people around me have fun. Absolutely. Um, those, those tweet ups that we did at Michigan and the ones we did at Eldora and, you know, they, they were just so much fun. And I think we've got a picture somewhere uh, in, in the archives of, of that. Oh, the yeah. first one we did at Eldora, that one was just massive. It had to have been 150 people there. At least. Um, at least. I, I miss those, you know, and, and of course we, we timed it. So we timed it. And we did it right where the, the driver's meeting was going to let out. So every driver came by and was, you know, was visiting. And, and uh, we need to find a way to do that again. Those were so much fun. And um, I, I think for now, you know, as as fans are coming back to the racetrack, they're, you know, and I, I know what, what NASCAR's position is on this. And it's hard to argue with it. You know, we're, we're happy just to go racing. We don't want to do anything that's going to put us on the radar for, you know, a super spreader or anything like that. We're sure. going to, we're going to keep everybody safe and get everybody in and out as quick as we can. And I'm down, you know, let's, let's do that. But whenever we can get back to, to doing it the way we did it for the previous 70 years, I can't wait. I'm you know, you. absolutely count, count me in. Yes. Uh, all right, man. So Bristol on dirt a couple weeks ago, uh, Arca series runs dirt, you know, we'll, we'll get to Arca here in a minute, but, uh, what'd you think of NASCAR's first time back on dirt and what was it? 50 years or whatever it was. Well, so I've, I've got some, some strong emotions both ways on yeah, this. Lay it um, on us. I am. I'm really happy. Cup cars are on dirt. And I, I thought the Bristol race was was okay. I thought it was a, a, a good race. I, I have, you really don't have anything ultra negative to say about it. It was a little dusty. 
Um, my opinion, and this is because I, I was there, um, you know, I was a part of those races. I, I just thought that event should have been at Eldora. I really did. Um, you know, that, that was a, it's a great, uh, it's a great little bull ring. It's, it's the, the perfect size. It's got a, you know, the capacity is, is I think just right for an event like that. It's not near anything, which is kind of a, a downer, but, um, Anybody who has been to the World 100 or the King's Royal there knows there's tons of camping. Uh, they they get 25,000 people there very, very easily. I think there's room for more. Um, I, I personally wish that race was at Eldora. Um, not, not because I, I would have wanted to have been, you know, any part of it in any way, shape, or form. Um, I just I just like that racetrack. I, I think it's, you know, it's there's a reason why it is what it is. Um, uh, I think the surface probably would have been a little bit better for racing i mean the the I, i've never been a fan of the red clay um down sure. south that's, yeah, that's no, just me that's just me um you know but i will tell you it, it made for a lot of really dramatic pictures it made for some pretty decent racing um overall i would say it, that's something that needs to be a part of the schedule uh every year i don't know that it needs to be more than one a year sure yeah. One a year. Um, the downside to it is that was something that made the truck series unique. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and that's the bummer to me. I am, uh, I'm a truck series homer. Um, uh, that's where I, I spent the, the I spent the majority of my career working in the truck series. And, and, you know, I really loved when those, when that series had some standout races that, that gave that series an identity and Eldora was one of those. And, um, you know, I know they were on the dirt there at Bristol and, and the race is okay. And they're going to go to Knoxville and, you know, I've got some high hopes for that race, but you know, th those races at, at Eldora were, were absolutely magic to it's, me. It's I mean, it, I, it, it, they were great. You know, the, the, you know, the, the nostalgia behind the track just adds to it right. and, and as a fan, when you are stepping onto, uh, you know, the, 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 facility if you will and you know the nostalgia and the history you know that right. change that gives you a different energy level and that comes through i think when you're walking around and, and all of that um i'm with you as far as you know i think it would be great you know i, I would i hope you know i don't know to what degree really nascar and, and stewart you know are maybe at a little bit of a disagreement at the moment right. in terms of what happened there in the full right. inside and scoop and i hope that isn't you know a serious thing and that they're able right. to and it's and it's honestly it's none of my business i'm just coming at this as a fan at oh, this sure. point yeah um, no, i'm with you but you my, know, so, I, my... I, so so i can understand why nascar's business model works the way that it does and and they've got a, a set number of dates and those dates are assigned to certain various companies and i, I get all of that oh, and yeah. i'm it's yep. i'm never never going to argue with it it's, it's not for me to argue uh the business is what it is and and it's for them to decide and they're the you know, no, no arguments at all. Just as a fan and as, as someone who lives in the state of Ohio for two hours for that racetrack. Yeah. Yeah. That's just what I would have preferred, but, sure. um, yeah, but the race itself was, was just fine. And, and I think we saw some, some people, uh, you know, really put on some very impressive performances. Joey Logano, of course, won the race and uh, doesn't really have a dirt background and, and he picked up on it very, very quickly. Um, you know, I, I think there were some people who I, 
I think we expect, expected a little more out of uh, Kevin Harvick and Christopher, or, excuse me, Kyle, Kyle Larson, Larson and yep. Christopher Bell, uh, who who didn't really show all that well. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was a very interesting uh, day. Um, you know, um, I, I look forward to it next year. Um, my my only my only gripe would be I hope they they ship in some Midwestern play for that one. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, I, I would say I, I love the fact of, you know, when you look back in, in, you know, over the course of the last however many years when NASCAR only had two road courses. Right. And we had our road course ringers. And over the years, the the regulars were forced to to develop their talent on the road courses Um, and to see guys like Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr., uh, Daniel Suarez with little to no dirt experience to see them be able to adapt so quickly perform well and you know you throw in next year those fact like i mean joy logano's probably excited as all hell to get back to that race next year just to see if he can repeat you know and then you know let's say larson doesn't have the mishaps and and all that and is out there competing as well uh that just to me is going to just add to the level of excitement and and the entertainment that that we very well may get next year well, I'll tell you what, man. Um, uh, the the number one thing you got to do to win the race is be there at the end. And you know, Larson is undoubtedly is the most talented guy in the field when it comes to racing on dirt. And Christopher Bell is right there with him, but yep. they didn't make it to the end. Yeah, you yep. know that's that's the that's the number one key. And and you know why didn't they make it? Were they too aggressive? Did they get themselves involved in something they shouldn't have been involved? who's to say, you know, sometimes you just crash, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, that's the number one thing there. And I know there were a lot of people who were disappointed. They didn't get to the end, but that's all part of it. Absolutely. Uh, seven for seven cup winners, uh, you know, eight for eight, nine for nine, you know, how, how long does this stretch? Uh, how many winners, different winners do you think we're going to see this year? Um, I think we'll see a lot of different winners. I don't think we'll see more than 16. We see this every, every year we, (laughs) every year we get five or six, you know, races in a row where we've got a different winner and uh, they start thinking, how's this the year we're going to have 20 different winners. And, no, no. <laughs> it's not. No. Um, I, I think playing. it's been it, it, right. It's been a, a terrific, pleasant surprise to sure. see Trackhouse and Daniel Suarez running this good. They've had a couple of really strong weeks. Um, I'm I'm a little disappointed. I don't know if that's the right word, but I would have liked to have seen a little more out of 2311 sure. at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. In Bubba, you know, they had a pretty good run at Daytona going and then they got kind of, uh, you know, had some, some issues at the end there. And, and look, I, they've got good stuff. Bubba is, he's one of my favorites and there's a reason why he's, he can, he can get it done. Um, I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, they, I think they've had some bad luck, but, uh, I expect they'll get that kind of pointed in the right direction here before too long. But, um, I think the track house team has been a huge surprise to me and, um, you know, just based on the last couple of weeks, I mean, they, they could steal the win here before Absolutely. too long. Yeah, no. You know, you know and, and just to go back to Bubba uh, and them, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the season, you know, seven races in, you know, we, we've been to a plate race, which anything can happen there. The Daytona road course, you know, is proving to be a unpredictable race there, you know, racing on dirt, you know, and, you know, and then a couple mile and a half and, and all that. But, you know, as we start to get back to, 
uh, after this week at Martinsville and we get to some of the more quote unquote cookie cutter races, you know, I would expect to see some of these teams like, you know, 2311, you know, start to dial things in, pick up some, right. some speed and momentum as, uh, you know, they get to some similar style tracks on a consistent basis. Well, and it's, you know, the, I haven't seen a lot of Stuart Haas yet either, you know, and and, and there, there's no way, there's no way you're going to go a whole year without them being a factor. They'll they'll warm up before too long. Um, Another pleasant surprise is Richard Petty Motorsports, Eric Jones. He's had a couple of top tens here in the last month. Um, I don't think there are a lot of people who expected that, but I'll tell you, uh, I mean, if, if you, if you haven't seen, Eric Jones in the, I mean, you just haven't been paying attention. This kid can get it done. You know, I, I remember Logano there when he left the 20 ride, you know, everyone was like, Oh, Joey Logano sliced bread. You mean burnt toast. You know, they were, <laughs> they were done with Joey Logano <laughs> yeah. and look what, look what happened there. You know, I, I don't know that, you know, necessarily, I mean, obviously Joe Gibbs racing was one of the, if not the best, one of the very best teams in the business. Um, but chemistry is really, really important. And for whatever reason, you know, Eric didn't fit into to that plan. And that, that doesn't mean he can't get it done. I think he's, he's, he's overachieving so far in that 43 car. And boy, wouldn't it be great to see that car back in victory lane? Absolutely, man. People would lose their mind. Absolutely. Uh, well, man, what's going on over at ARCA? Oh, we are, uh, you know, getting ready for uh, our next race. We've had a little bit of a mini off season here. Yeah, two, um, only two races so, so far. So I've had had people ask me this, you know, why why hasn't Arca raced more here in the early part of the season? And it's it's actually because you know we are kind of banking on the fact that we're going to be able to have some more fans at the racetracks later on in the year. Um, so we kind of backloaded the schedule in the second half of the year. You know, we're, we're kind of banking on the, on people getting vaccinated. So many of our races are dependent on ticket sales. Sure. Um, and we want to have fans back at the racetrack. So that's why, um, I think it's a great move personally. It's a little slow to get the season started off, but I think it's a great move. And once we get, you know, into the meat of our season, once we get through, uh, April, you know, we really start kicking things into high gear in the month of May and, um, I'm going to have precious few off weekends from there on out. And, uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Um, we've got a pretty good, again, pretty good solid crew of drivers that we've got lined up uh, all across the country. I'm, I'm super stoked, uh, for Gracie Trotter to get a run here in the Arkham Menard series, uh, coming from out West. Um, you know, I want to see what Jesse Love can do uh, out in the West Coast. Uh, Sammy Smith and, and Taylor Gray here on the East. Um, yeah, there's we've got a lot of good storylines. I'm I'm really excited, and of course, uh, you know, I have the uh, the honor to do those races on Track Pass for the for the you know East and the West series, and um, just looking forward to to getting back at it and and you know seeing these storylines play out absolutely well all right so so tell the remind the listeners and all that you know uh with the east the west and and you know that whole separate k&n type thing plus the the arca series you know uh you know re recap that for us if you will so so the Arca Menard series that existed from 1953 till now is exactly, exactly the same as it always was. Those 20 races are on FS1 and on Nav TV, and you know that's that schedule has remained unchanged. 
Uh, last year, for the first time, we brought what what was one time known as the NASCAR KNM Pro Series East and West. Uh, we rebranded those into the Arkham Menard Series East and West. Those races are live on track pass, um, and they are rebroadcast on NBC Sports Network. Um, yeah, and they, for whatever reason, have decided <laughs> to let me call those races, <laughs> you know, live, which uh, is, like I said, it's an honor and a privilege and uh, and you know, something I've always wanted to do. And, um, boy, I had a great race to call down there at New Smyrna earlier in the year with a three wide photo finish for the win. And, you know, I had so many people, you know, uh, you know, compliment me on, on the call of that one. And it's just, it lets you think you might, you know, you might be pretty decent at it. That's and, awesome, um, man. That's so and, cool. I listened to that. That was, it was cool to hear your voice do the, you know, right. heard your voice for a long time at MIS, right. man. And, and, you know, just, uh, that, that's very cool, man. And, you know, I've kind of gotten away from that track announcing stuff. Uh, I miss doing that, but I'll tell you what, I'll take the TV stuff anytime. It's, uh, <laughs> it is, it is a lot of fun. Um, it's a challenge doing it by myself. Um, to be honest, well, it's, hey it's, man, let me know. You, Hit me up. I'll, you, I'll come you get call some one. of these, right? Call. You get some of these races that are you know <laughs> two hours long, and then you get a forty-minute red flag. Or, I mean, heck, at at New Smyrna, it felt like we had a three-hour red flag down there. That was just it was torturously long. But um, you know, you you just you find a way to to keep it interesting. And and my theory, and and I hope people have have always figured this out with me is I, I want people to know I'm having fun. If I'm having fun, they're having fun. And and I, I just I hope my enthusiasm uh and, and love for what I'm watching comes through uh to whoever is hearing my voice and um you know that's that's really that's really my number one goal is just have fun doing it and if I'm having fun, you're having fun. Absolutely. That's that's without a doubt. Um all right, so so you've uh, you you've been to uh back at the track yourself, uh Talladega coming up. Uh, you know. Talk a little bit about, you know, ARCA Series, Plate Race in Talladega. Uh, you know, they, they put on one hell of a show at Daytona. Uh, you know, they're, they're setting up to put on a nice show here in a couple weeks, right? I'll tell you what, man. We had a couple of really solid entry lists at Daytona and Phoenix, and I think we've got another pretty solid entry list in the making for Talladega. Um, you know, last year that race, it was one of the first ones we ran, if not the first one we ran coming back. Um and it, it wasn't great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, look, it wasn't great. They're but not here's all the deal. barn burners. Right. They're not all barn burners, but here's the deal. The last lap was exciting as you're going to get. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes you have to sit through 73 laps to get to lap 74 <laughs> and let them race for it. You know, that's just part of the deal. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I think we'll have a pretty solid show. That race at Daytona earlier this year uh, was pretty good. And, um, I, yeah, I, I just, honestly, as, as a fan, I was all about action, you know, like, Hey, tear them up. I don't, I don't care. Right. Um, now working for the sanctioning body, uh, whenever you leave Daytona or Talladega and, and there's, there haven't been a ton of crashes and you didn't have to go to the care center and, you know, th that's a successful day. Sure. Um, you know, we it's almost where it's like, you know, if, if you get an exciting finish, that's a bonus. You know, we, we just want to have a good, safe day. We we want everybody to roll their cars back on the trailer and uh, and call it a day. But I, th I think we'll have a pretty good race down there. I mean, they anytime 
you know, you're getting on to the finish at Daytona or Talladega. They're going to get racy. So uh, it should be a good one. Absolutely. Uh, all right, man. Um, talk about this for a minute. Uh, you know, the, the series, the Arca Menard series will be going to Berlin Raceway here in Michigan. I know you've got some ties to Berlin. Uh, yeah. and Berlin is uh, one of the tracks that have um, has been nominated with the Advance My Track Challenge that's going right. on through the NASCAR Roots uh, uh, program where whoever wins is going to get uh, $50,000 to go towards community, track improvements, and all that kind of stuff. Um, that'd be awesome if Berlin was the winner of the Advance My Track Challenge. I mean, I, I can't argue with that. Um, you know, it's hard because I've, I've got friends at all of those tracks who are nominated, so it's hard for me to to sit there and say, well, you should vote for them sure. over them yeah. because, you know, but, but you know, we, we do race at, at Berlin, and, of course, Jeff Striegel, who uh, is the voice of uh of the cup series on mrn radio jeff is the promoter up there now and um a fantastic guy i mean anybody who who has ever chatted with jeff you will get two things he it's it's he kind of reminds me of marty smith marty takes us to a a vast extreme but jeff is very laid back but he's still very intense at the same time he absolutely is especially when it comes to racing he is super super passionate about motorsports top to bottom doesn't matter if it's if it's cup racing or if it's four-cylinder class at berlin jeff just absolutely loves it um i know he's going to do a great job there at berlin and, and we're excited to get there july 17th um it's been a couple of years since since we were there we were supposed to be there last year uh with the east series and of course the pandemic shook everything up and um I, i'm i'm happy to get back there it's a great little bull ring if you were anywhere near grand rapids michigan you should go um if you can't make it to our race there's a a couple of really big late model shows there throughout the course of the year, the money in the bank, the, 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 they, they used to call it the rowdy two fifty one, but now it's just, I think it's the battle of Berlin two fifty one. Um, couple of just marquee late model shows right there and if you could just go to a weekly show you should do it Absolutely, uh, it's, it's still one of the few racetracks in the country that gets full fields of race cars uh, for their weekly racing programs and uh, and uh, tell Jeff that uh, you know Cohen sent you well, so I, I'm going to add to one. Uh, I'm going to add an extra attribute to Striegel there, the, the two that you just listed. He is the most generous with his time. Uh, oh, yeah. He's a phenomenal dude. Striegel, uh, he is just behind you. you. You're on 17th appearance tonight. <laughs> He's got 15 appearances on the show. Um, I am, I'm I'm honored that Jeff is a fan of the show. And, and I mean, th- there are times, you and I have done an hour-long thing, and there are times where it's like it's, when Striegel's on, it's just like the format just has to get thrown out because right. Jeff and I are just going to have a conversation that's going to go 60 minutes right. long. There's no doubt about right. it. <laughs> and and when I would when I was the announcer at Michigan, you know his booth, the MRN booth was right next to mine, and and I would spend as much time watching you know he and and Joe Moore or he and Alex Hayden, uh, I would watch them. I mean, watching Jeff announce a race, he is just super intense. <laughs> it's uh, just, yeah, it's yeah. like man. It's like, man, I, I wish I was that passionate about something. <laughs> you know, just something. Yes. Just something. But he is. He is just a phenomenal guy. And I'm not at all surprised that he's he's been on the show 15 times. He's a he's a great dude to talk to. His son, Kevin, uh, is one of the hardest working PR guys I know. And uh, I'm proud to call them both my friend. And, uh, and, and, you know, very happy to see them both 
uh, you know, doing what they want to do. And, and I'm, I know Jeff has been involved in, you know, racing there at, at Berlin as a, as a team owner, as a fan, as a, as an announcer, um, you know, he was the right man for, for that job. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm happy that he's happy that he's got it. 100%. Uh, well, man, listen, uh, we'll, we'll wrap with this man. Uh, listen, if you got any of these ARCA kids that, uh, want to get a little airtime on, on something, uh, I'm happy to expand the podcast out to, uh, the, the ARCA series, as you know, so feel free to, uh, yeah, send absolutely. anyone this way. Um, where can everybody follow you, the series and, and plug some plug, whatever, man. Well, you can follow ARCA at un- ARCA underscore racing. Um, that's a good one to follow because you can vote for the Reese's sweet move of the race every week. Um, that's a, that's a very cool thing that we're doing this year. So yeah, at ARCA underscore racing on Twitter. Um, and you can follow me at the orange cone. Although, uh, you know, as I have don't told be people, fooled by the at, imitators out there. It's at right. The don't be cone. fooled, but as I have told you, those with low, low expectations are rarely disappointed. That's a true statement. So. Yes, yes. Oh, man, well, listen. It was great to catch up with you. Tell the uh, crazy Italian lady hello. Uh, let's get you on two more times so that we can uh, have a proper twentieth uh, appearance celebration with you. And man, absolutely, look forward to talking to you soon, man. You got it, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All Be right. proud. We'll see you. Yep. The Orange Cone, Lab Traffic Nation. How awesome. What a way to end the show. Hope you have enjoyed tonight's uh, unique show without uh, any racing and all that good stuff. So that is officially going to do it for episode 233 of the Lab Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com. Follow on Twitter, at LabTrafficPC. Don't forget about the contest. Less than 150 to go. Huge thanks to NASCAR Chasm, the Orange Cone, Brian Newdorf, Eddie Greer for calling into the show. Uh, I think I've got next week's guests lined up. You'll just have to stay tuned to social media. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya!